Now, while many keep denying the fact that migrants are coming to countries and committing violent acts, uh, they want to keep you know carrying on that argument, pretending like it's not happening. But it is happening. And this whole segment is going to be based on that, what's in the news currently. I want to bring you to a heartbreaking story, but it has to do with migrants who have been flooding into Italy. And it's just awful, so I have to just warn you of it. But ultimately what's going on now in Italy is they are dealing with the influx of illegals flooding in, coming on boats. And sadly, a 13-year-old girl is now the victim of all of this. I want to bring your attention to this tweet first. Ultimately, this 13-year-old girl was sexually assaulted by a gang of Egyptian migrants. And the deputy prime minister of Italy is now saying that these individuals need to be chemically castrated. And that's putting it nicely. I, I think they should be put to death like the animals that they are. But ultimately, this is what the prime minister has put into writing and ultimately calling out other officials pretty much just to say, hey, listen, we got to start like getting aggressive with this issue. And ultimately, they need to. And we all need to because it won't stop until we start doing something about it, unfortunately. And I want to head over to this article that was in InfoWars. It maps out all the details regarding this. It looks like this poor young lady was with her boyfriend at the time while this mob of Egyptian migrants gang raped her and they made her boyfriend watch. So I want to bring in the man who's behind the latest article in InfoWars right now. Let's bring in Dan Lyman. He is the correspondent for InfoWars as well as the editor-in-chief for Border Hawk. Dan, thank you for jumping on with us today. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure to be with you, Brianna. Thanks for having me back. Thanks, Dan. So I want you to break down details in this story because it's heartbreaking and it's really hard for me to tell the audience about it without getting upset. So I'll let you do the, the hard work and all this, the heavy lifting. What happened here and, and what are we going to expect to happen to these migrants? Yeah, unfortunately, I've been covering European news for many years and uh, mm -hmm. often these these horrific crimes are being perpetrated against some of the most innocent and uh, helpless members of society in Europe by predators that are being imported by the globalists that run Europe and the NGOs that are facilitating their entry to the continent. And in this terrible story on the island of Sicily in Italy, um, in, a, in a city called Catania, there was a 13-year-old girl who was out on a date with her boyfriend in, uh, in the Bellini Gardens there. And they were approached by a group of at least seven Egyptian males. And uh, they were basically forced into a public restroom. And uh, some of the suspects beat and held down the boyfriend while the rest of them uh, raped the young girl in front of him, forcing him to watch. And apparently they were crying out for help in the restroom, although it was uh, later at night, apparently and no one heard them. And eventually when they managed to escape, they were able to flag down <clears throat> some passersby on a nearby street who uh, then helped them notify the authorities. And the police used surveillance cameras to identify, uh, it looks like seven suspects, at least three of whom are identified as minors. Although in Europe, uh, you never know if the people that claim to be minors are yeah. actually minors. When these, when audits are done of unaccompanied minors, they often find that well over 50% 50, 50 are lying about their ages and many of them turn out to be adults. Um, so that's what happened in this case. 
And as you mentioned, it has caused quite an uproar in Italy. They've faced crime after crime like this, just heinous, heinous crimes committed by migrants. And the deputy prime minister there, Matteo Salvini, who has always been pretty solid on immigration, a hardliner, has called for a chemical castration of these suspects, as well as any others who commit similar horrific acts against Italian citizens. Yeah, well, they should be executed. I mean, I don't understand why this is such a debatable topic these days. People just... They, they don't learn their lesson unless they know there's actual consequences for their behavior. And it's barbaric. But I mean, even in Egypt, they wouldn't accept this type of behavior if they did this in their country. So they're coming to countries like Italy on boats and they're raping women. And ultimately, I mean, how much longer is the Italian you know government going to continue to allow this happening? It, we thought when they elected their new prime minister, by the way, that this was all going to change. But ultimately, it really hasn't changed much uh, from people that I've spoken on the ground to. Is, is it a bigger... Is this illegal migration threat a bigger threat than it was prior to their new prime minister taking over, or is it pretty much just hanging steady? Hanging steady, and the steady, the status quo is uh, is horrible in Italy. The last yeah. time that I spent any time there, I was in Turin, Italy, covering um, a meeting of the Bilderbergers, and uh, I expected to find terrible conditions on the ground in an Italian city, uh, but I was still shocked at what I encountered there. Uh, I'll tell you real quick, I, I was staying at a hotel uh, in, in Turin, not far from the event, and it just so happened that I was staying near the old Olympic, um, the housing center for the athletes for when the uh, Turin Olympics went down, the Winter Olympics, not that long ago. And apparently right after the Olympics ended, uh, they just abandoned these uh, this kind of dorm facility with a bunch of high rises. And uh, uh, shortly afterwards, the homeless started moving in. And then eventually it was completely taken over by more than 1,000 African migrants who basically just set up shop there and were allowed to live there for years. I didn't feel safe even crossing the road in the vicinity of this place, never mind uh, if I was a 13-year-old girl anywhere near it, of course. And there were many crimes perpetrated and many women uh, pulled into there and raped and uh, sexually assaulted. So that's just that was my last experience in Italy. Didn't surprise me at all. The parks were full of African men lounging around with nothing to do, living off the Italian taxpayers. And that's pretty much the status quo in Italy. If anyone has tracked what's going on in Rome or Milan or, of course, Lampedusa, the island of Lampedusa, it has been a horror show yeah. for at least a decade, if not more. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. And you, and I feel really bad for the Italian people because ultimately there's really no reason for this, right? We, we know what comes with these illegal migrants and we know that they don't really have much to offer their society. It's, it's bringing their country down and it's heartbreaking to witness, but they need to lay it down. They need to sit there and, and, and stop this flood, flood, flooding from coming in. Ultimately, when I talk to people all the time too, they usually blame the EU for all of this and that's their way out. But then I've spoken to people in Poland. That's why this next story is quite interesting. So in Poland, you know, we've had Dominic Tarzinski, who's an EU Polish parliament member on our show to talk about this, but they've pretty much said no illegal migrants in our country at all. But you recently worked on a story about um, a 21-year-old who was attacked and ultimately it was two foreign men who were the attackers in this situation. It was in Poland, which caught me off guard because you don't think of this in Poland. They also have low crime statistics. So can you break all this down for us? What's going on here in Poland? Because also, you know, with Dominic too, we've also discussed on how everything's quite kind of shifted in a way in the last couple of months. So what's going on in Poland right now? 
Yes, indeed. Uh, Poland has been a great country for many years and has pretty much held the line for the most part against illegal migrants coming in, specifically from Middle Eastern or African countries. However, I think a lot of people will be surprised how many migrants do live in the country, but those migrants tend to hail from Eastern Europe, the far reaches of Eastern Europe. So they have a couple million Ukrainians living in Poland. They also have a large population of Georgians from the country of Georgia. Beautiful country. Uh, spent some time there. But uh, in terms of the people there, I mean, there are a lot of nice people, but there are a lot of unsavory characters. My understanding now, having reviewed some of the local Polish media that's uh, been reporting on the crime statistics, is that while Ukrainians are the most represented um, by volume for crimes committed in Poland by foreigners, the Georgians actually have a higher representation of criminals in the country. So uh, in relation to the amount of Georgians in Poland, they are committing the most crime. And uh, so with this story, uh, just a terrible one in Wrocław, which is a great city, fantastic place, has a beautiful old town uh, right off the old town there. There was some sort of a skirmish and a 21-year-old Pole was stabbed and beaten to death by two Georgian suspects uh, who are in the country, apparently legally, although that's not totally clear. Uh, my guess is if that they were, they were probably there as you know imported foreign labor, um, but they were arrested for murdering this Pole. And um, my understanding is that crime is starting to tick up uh, with migrants uh, in Wrocław and in other cities. Uh, ever so slightly, and people are starting to get concerned, and rightfully so, because now the Prime Minister of Poland is Donald Tusk, who just took uh, office in December, if I'm not mistaken. And Tusk is a thoroughbred globalist who will throw the borders open and will start to bring in many, many more migrants for sure. And all of the other issues that EU technocrats bring to the countries that they take over. And, uh, and I think that the Poles are definitely concerned as well they should be. Yeah, but the polls won't tolerate, and that's the difference. So once they start seeing this becoming an issue, they will, you know, take to the streets and they'll make sure this ends, and rightfully so. Uh, I don't, I don't see it going over uh, well over there in Poland at all. Their people do not allow that to happen. I want to go to another story too, because I mean, although we're seeing this in Europe, it's also playing out right here. We have uh, ICE deporting, and we talked about this last week too. We, there was a suspected Somalian terrorist, right, who was. Uh, here living in the United States for almost a year. And I confirmed the report to us that the Daily Caller initially broke. And now we have this. ICE supports an illegal alien wanted for rape released into the United States under Joe Biden. Like I've told our audience, these aren't rare occasions. These aren't things that are uh, like one in a million. Ultimately, the Biden regime is releasing these violent criminals into our streets. They're not doing the background checks that they have to do on these people. And they just toss it up to ICE and expect ICE to do all the dirty work when it comes out. So what's going on here? Who is this man? And why is it now ICE is just now getting catching on and arresting him and, you know, getting rid of him, hopefully? <laughs> to just bookmark the ICE uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement newsroom website and just check it every day and see who they're removing from the country. Because if you don't go look for that information, uh, you're never going to see it. We're, we're always reporting on these things. So if you don't have the time to look at the ICE website, I would encourage you to uh, bookmark borderhawk.news because what we do is we track all of these stories and we track uh, government uh, statements and, and uh, press releases about who they're removing from the country. And in this case, this gentleman uh, was wanted for rape in his home country of Brazil. He fled the country. He was encountered 
near San Diego in California by border agents and deemed inadmissible. And yet he was still released into the country with a court date and told to report to that court date sometime in the future. If my memory serves, it was in 2023 and released to do whatever he wanted. And so he ended up traveling across the country to the East Coast, where he has been living uh, since he got into the country, presumably, and missed his court date, of course. And uh, an immigration judge ordered him uh, arrested in absentia. Eventually, they tracked him down almost a year later. This is now in December. They finally tracked this guy down now that he had been in the country for well over two years, doing who knows what, committing who knows what crimes, and finally was removed from the country last month yeah. His rape charges there. It's disgusting. It's actually really infuriating and it's hard to hold a straight face when you're telling all these details because this isn't a problem that we need to have in this country, right? It's quite easy to fix. You just have, you divorce the immigration laws that we currently have on the books and, and you don't let in violent criminals. And, you know, for women like the one who is, the, the, sadly, that 19 year old who was killed in Virginia by the MS 13 gang member who the mother is now suing DHS for over $100 million, I believe. These lives could have been saved and there could have been, I mean, in, in situations like that one, we could have had that young woman still alive and, and she would have been fine and she wouldn't have had to have become a victim of rape and murder. But it's because of the Biden administration is intentionally releasing them into our country and they don't care. And the worst part about all of this, the cover up, right? So when these people are caught and arrested, we have, and I'm going to bring up his tweet that I tweeted out earlier today, because I don't know if everyone's really caught on to this. So I wanted to kind of bring some attention to it. The media and ICE and DHS, they're all blurring out the faces of people after they've arrested them. And this is a, a luxury that's only given to illegal migrants and illegal aliens. So ultimately, as you see here, the perp walks and the arrests, they'll take the photo, but they'll blur out the face. Now, these aren't minors. These aren't children. These are adults who they don't want you to know that they are Hispanic or they are what, whatever na nationality they are. So they try their best. And they do this in New York often. They try their best to hide who these people are. And so that you can't pin what race or nationality they are. And, and this is what they're doing. But if you were not, and I were to arrest, be arrested tomorrow, you would get the perp walk and you wouldn't get your face blurred. And even in that perp walk that you see on your right-hand side of the screen, ultimately that individual he had his face blurred out. The suspects all had their faces blurred out, but the police officers didn't. So ultimately, they might be arresting members of the cartel. There might be retaliation. And the officers are left exposed, but not the suspects, which I find to be interesting. Uh, and I also want to break up a story that you just worked on for InfoWars. It's now up on their website. It's about an illegal gang, illegals who are a part of a robbery gang group. And it's disturbing because there's a video of an elderly woman getting yanked and pulled on the sidewalk as they try to rob her. But they've been doing this. They've been going around, and I think there's up to 62 victims so far. And they've been robbing people in the streets and riding off of mopeds and other devices. And ultimately, and ultimately, and this I'll laugh at this part in a second. Ultimately, robbing these people and not getting arrested because in New York, like we've discussed previously, they have no cash bail on a lot of these offenses because they don't view them as violent crimes. If you recall last week too, CNN cited that, yeah, these migrants are robbing people in New York City. Then they're going to Florida to spend all the money that they've made off the robberies because Florida will put them in jail. And we joked in the show and I said, you're lucky if you're put in prison here in Florida because ultimately you wouldn't pull that in Florida because we all carry and you risk be going to the morgue instead of going to the prison here in Florida. But it's not like that in Florida. So tell us a little bit about this gang of illegals that have been robbing poor, innocent New Yorkers on the side of the streets. Uh, from my understanding, it's it's been quite the spree. So I'll let you handle the details behind this story, Dan. 
Yeah, this is just one more snapshot. This is the, the devolution of the country. We are just heading into road warrior status in many of our cities mm-hmm. now. And New York City is ground zero for uh, just total mayhem, of course, because now they've taken in something approaching 200,000 illegals just since the beginning of uh, 2022. So it's really coming to a head and it's becoming uh, a much more dangerous city than it already was before that. And we know, of course, New York City has been a pretty unsavory place for quite some time. Um, but in the case of this particular uh, organized network, uh, it's apparently they know who it's run by. They, they named the guy, the, the, uh, the ringleader of this group, Victor Para. They've identified him as a Venezuelan illegal, uh, apparently living in New York City uh, on the run. They're calling these people ghost criminals because they have no records. They have no uh, social media presence. Uh, they, they're very hard to track down, apparently. But uh, they just arrested somewhere between five and seven of them. The reports varied as to exactly how many it was. But they believe that these uh, these thugs, these Venezuelan illegals, are operating at the orders of this fellow Victor Para. And they are targeting uh, innocent victims, in this case, apparently Uh, According to some reports, all 62 victims were women that they've identified. If not, it was almost exclusively women. And they were using, uh, in many cases, scooters riding up behind these women and ripping their purses and their cell phones off of them. And as we saw there, uh, one of the ones they caught on surveillance camera was particularly brutal. This woman was being dragged alongside the scooter until her body struck a parking meter. Uh, So we can only imagine what some of these other robberies look like. So they've been targeting, um, you know, American citizens and presumably immigrants as well in the city and ripping them off and then apparently uh, wiping these cell phones clean and shipping them to Colombia to be resold or repurposed. Um, So this is just one example of so many. And I'll tie that in with quickly with one other story that I covered today in the Bay Area, right outside of Oakland. uh, Trader Joe's customers were warned by the local police there that organized uh, criminals, uh, some sort of network of thieves is is targeting shoppers at Trader Joe's while they're inside stealing from their shopping carts. And I was reading through the comments, uh, the responses, which is where the story always lies, and multiple people either speculating that it was illegals or one woman actually saying she had been robbed by a foreign woman who uh, used a practice of distraction and then cleaned out her whole purse. So this is going to be happening all over the country, and the media is rarely going to tell you who the perps are. And when they do, they're going to blur out the faces so that you have an even harder time of guessing maybe where they're from. Yeah. Well, uh, they won't try that here in Florida. I can promise you that. And if they do, they're going to learn a stern lesson and that will echo across the country and back to their countries. So I'm sure they won't try that here. It's unfortunate that it has to take place, but it does. And I think it's also interesting to mention the individuals you spoke about, they're from Venezuela. Uh, ultimately, the Biden regime gave Venezuelans work permits. And so if they were really these hardworking uh, migrants in search of the American dream, they would be able to work and they would be looking to work. But as the New York Post cited, I think there was over 110,000 migrants who have Venezuelan markets who have come to New York City now and are living there. Uh, only 2% of them have applied for work permits. And uh I think that speaks for itself. Dan, thank you for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. Again, your work is over at InfoWars as well as BorderHawk.News. Thank you, Dan. We appreciate everything that you do. I want to let our audience in on a little secret. I'm saving hundreds of dollars each year after switching over both of my lines to Patriot Mobile. Yes, so now my business and personal line are with Patriot Mobile. Now Patriot Mobile uses the same towers that you're probably already using now, except it's less expensive. 
So my 5G towers that I love to use my old provider, I'm still using them now. I'm just paying significantly less money to do so. And on top of it all, Patriot Mobile believes in the same things you and I believe in. They have the same morals. So they donate to causes that are like pro-life causes, veteran causes, and even the NRA. It's incredible. So I highly recommend you head over to PatriotMobile.com right now. Take a look at their plans and sign up. And today, if you sign up and use promo code Brianna, they're going to waive the activation fee. Yes, you heard it right. They're going to waive the activation fee. Just make sure you use promo code Brianna, B-R-E-A-N-N-A. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. Under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.